Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios on Thursday, June 28th after our hiatus, our short hiatus. It felt like forever. I'm not even sure if I know how to podcast anymore, but the LA Galaxy getting ready to face off against the San Jose Earthquakes in the second round of the Cali Classico, the second and final round of 2018. So we're certainly going to talk about that. And of course, uh, we have a bunch of LA Galaxy news to get to, including the transfer window coming open here very shortly as well. So what we can see, what we can do, all that fun stuff, we will be talking about that. But before we get anywhere, before we do anything, we have to talk to my wonderful co-host, a happy man so far. Portugal still surviving. Made it to the round of 16. Please welcome back to the show, co-host. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, uh, thanks for stopping by, buddy, as always. Hi, it's good to be back. The sun is shining. The flowers are blooming. Birds are chirping. We're out of our MLS hibernation. We're ready to get started. Portugal's on to the round of 16. I, I, Life is good. Like You can't, can't get much better. It, it there, really doesn't. Soccer is being played. Soccer is being played. That's right. All right. Well, good. Well, we're glad uh, you could stop by and hang out with us tonight. Uh, I know everybody is, uh, is shocked and amazed, of course, that uh, I'm back. Um, you deserve a break too, Josh. I wish it was more of a break. <laughs> I feel one. I feel like I don't even know what this team is doing anymore. It's been so long since I've seen anything happen. Um, but I also feel like uh, it was probably a needed break for everybody. Yeah. Podcasting, Zlatan, yeah, everybody, LA Galaxy. Everybody needed a break. Yeah, we, we needed a break. There, a lot has happened since the beginning, the off season, and the beginning of this season. I think. The break came at a good time, and, and now it's time to get down to business in this final final crunch of the season, see what we can do. It is a crunch. It's going to start yeah. off like fire here yeah. very quickly. We had a break, and then, what is it, you know, two games in the next four days or however, uh, you know, three games in the next week or so. So, yeah, it'll pick up very quickly for sure. It's going to uh, it's going to ratchet up, and, of course, the LA Galaxy still without Giovanni Dos Santos to Jonathan Dos Santos, who advanced to the round of 16 with uh, Mexico by the skin of their teeth. How about that? You thought Portugal had a close call. Mexico, wow. Yeah, Mexico and, and Korea, those are two two nations who love each other right now. That, that's my favorite thing on Twitter is all the parades with the you know Mexico fans lifting up the Korean fans. You, you got to love it. That's what it's all about. It is. It is. It's about coming together. It's yeah. about uh, thanking people for saving them, <laughs> um, everything else. All, all Germany needed was that one goal one in Mexico. Goal? After beating Germany... And then, you know, doing well against South Korea, you figured that there was, was no chance deal. that it was a done deal that Mexico was going to win the group because everybody knew Mexico was trying to avoid playing Brazil in that mm-hmm. second round. Uh, but looks like the Dos Santos brothers, by the way, uh, I believe combined have played a total of 13 minutes so far in wow. the World Cup. Uh, John, uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, the only person. I was going to say, Jonah hasn't seen the field yet. Yeah, Jonah hasn't seen the field. Gio just gets 13 minutes. Um, has cu- but has a, cru- compl- a crucial 13 a cr- minutes against- <laughs> for all those clubs. Uh, he got he got the he got that that he completed three passes. There you go. So I mean, that's I don't. Was know. Was it three attempts? Is it three know. for three? I don't know if he's 100%. Let's advertise that. Hundred yeah. percent World Cup accuracy rating. That's right. Right. You're G- listening. Giovanni Dos Santos. He looks great in a kit. <laughs> Probably your kit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so please uh, make your offers. Send them on over. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 
this is this has been the interesting thing for the Galaxy. Obviously, there's a lot of hopes pinned on this transfer window. Uh, probably some mostly unrealistic hopes, I think, pinned on this transfer window. And one of those things that we had talked about leading up into the World Cup is that you wanted the Dos Santos brothers to do well with Mexico. Um, we haven't seen that because they haven't played. Um, is it a good thing or a bad thing they're not playing? I mean, what what's the best thing, best scenario you, here? You can look at it two ways because right now um, they've gotten a travel break. They've had a lot of rest. They're, they're not getting mileage on the leg. So if um, you're a fan of the Dos Santos brothers and you want them playing well for the Galaxy, we know they had some injuries. You know, take your thoughts what you will about the, the seriousness of those injuries. But they had some injuries this year, and they haven't really seen a lot of minutes with the LA Galaxy. So the fact that they're possibly not getting those minutes, they're getting their rest. And when they come back, at the very least, they'll be well-rested. Um, they're on to the round of 16. If Mexico is able to make some magic happen against Brazil and we do see Gio and Jonah come on as subs. Maybe they do get that magic moment, you know, like your your 2011 Gio goal that everyone is still talking about that he seems to be, you know, living off off, right. off, uh, off that highlight reel. Maybe Jonah comes in and does something special. All it takes is one special moment if you're interested in, you know, the Galaxy finding a suitor for them. And if not, you're at least getting them back well-rested and, and maybe they're inspired by making a run and seeing that Mexico team do well. Maybe they're going to come back fired up. So... You can look at it in a positive way. <laughs> you, I, I can spin I'm, this positively. I'm, I'm trying to anyway. spin at you. If you want to go counterpoint, go debate team on me. We can do that. You're going to need like a 21 sided die or something <laughs> like that in order to figure out all these, uh, all these, all these positives you can get. Yeah. I will say this: if you want to be bright and sunny and sunshine, I agree with you. Oh, well, it's the sun's it, shining it, on me. I need it to go that direction. It, 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 nobody understands, but the studio uh, during the summertime, right about now, gets direct sunlight into it. And despite the fact the rest of the office is at about 65 degrees right now, it's about 80 degrees in in here. And uh, Eric gets to live with the sun directly in there. We're waiting for uh, for the sun to go down, um, which happens here yeah, hopefully right, in a little right bit. Right when we're done recording, I'm yeah, sure it will go down. That'll be it. But no, I mean, if you want to spin all the positives that you can out of this, I agree with you. Um, if they get in, if they play well, that's a positive, whether you're trying to sell them or whether you're trying to keep them. Um, them not playing means that they're being rested, the injuries side of that. Um, the other positive that you didn't have in there was they're not playing for the Galaxy right now, which seems to actually make the Galaxy fit together better than whenever they have them available and quote-unquote must play them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the other sort of positive. I, I think the negative here is that you're not seeing them get any quality minutes, so any any mojo that they could gain and do so far, we haven't seen. Any any sellers who are looking at them possibly to buy haven't seen anything. I mean, the, yeah. the, for every positive, you can spin <laughs> that around and make it a negative. Well, I, I, you said the main negative here is if they are not going to get minutes for the Mexican national team, then you are losing them out on the LA Galaxy and they're not contributing elsewhere. So what's the point of having them go? Right. So um, like you said, they're not getting minutes and, and getting... Uh, regular minutes with the Galaxy. So yeah, maybe the Galaxy looks better without them out of the lineup because of the chemistry issue, if you want to call it that. But if you must play them and, you know, using those quotes there, you need them here so they can build that rapport with the, the roster that's here. So yeah, that is that is the other side of the coin is they're not here, um, you know, building that chemistry with a current Galaxy roster. So the, if they don't get their minutes in Mexico, it may seem like it was all for nothing. Uh, because they're they're not here and the Galaxy is not able to utilize their talents on the field. Yeah, all other CONCACAF teams uh, getting their uh, their players back. Uh, Mexico, the only CONCACAF one to, to get out of group. Um, Which is not really that shocking. I mean, yeah. I, I know there are a lot of people who wanted to throw their support behind these CONCACAF teams, but uh, and as much, you know, if we're going to talk a little World Cup, 
as much as much as many surprises as there were, and there are some great stories. The teams that advanced seem to be the teams that were supposed to advance, with very few exceptions. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how that how that continues. I mean, sort of the other side of this is that you know the summer transfer window is opening and rapidly approaching, and one of the questions we actually have two questions of the day. So let's get to our questions of the day. I don't want you to answer it. Okay. I don't want me to answer it. I want other people just to answer it. Either the chat room in the ether. That's right. But just think about these a little bit before you you reach out and give us a call. Um, here are the questions of the day. Will the galaxy sell anyone in this summer transfer window, and who? Um, and is this team with its current roster good enough to make the playoffs? in the Western Conference. So those are your questions of the day. If you think you have some answers to those or you'd like to give us your brief answers on those, please hit us up on the COG hotline. Uh, you can call in to uh, 949-734-4217, 949-734-4217, and that will get you uh, on here and talking to us, and uh, we welcome your participation. But again, I mean, the transfer window is coming open here very shortly. Uh, obviously, DC United announcing finally... Uh, this is world's worst. Kept I was going to say. I think I've known about this for a month. Um, that uh, that Wayne Rooney is coming to uh, play DC United. He will not be available. Um, not be available at all to play for the when get when the LA Galaxy play DC United on July fourth. Just missed him by that oh, much. You think we'll get to see you know his balding pattern? Yes. You think he'll show up and we'll get to you know look at that beautiful he'll, skull he'll, of his. He'll be in a box somewhere. <laughs> David Beckham will probably be there as nice. well for for reasons unknown. For the fireworks. For show. the fireworks. That's he likes he likes the comes. fireworks. That's right. Um he'll be there and so we'll we'll get to see. I'm sure I have no idea. It'll be interesting to see. <laughs> um you heard it here first breaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stock uh StubHub Center I guess if you're uh, if you're you're a Wayne Rooney fan. Um, but you're already seeing some moves being made. Obviously, the LA Galaxy uh, making a little moves here and there as well. Um, nothing major, but we don't know really what is coming forward. Um, I'll be honest, if you really look at the transfer window right now, do the LA Galaxy get rid of anybody? Are they able to bring in anybody? They have a fairly full roster. You saw them release Emra Clementa. Um, you saw them, w- I can't even remember the new guy's name right now. I was hoping you would remember it. I can tell, I can tell right now you know, just I, by, I, I didn't write it down. This is exactly want- why you don't take breaks whenever you podcast. All right. You're supposed to know, I'm supposed to know that all guy. of these things. All right. All of these things. And the one guy, uh, Shannon Williams, Shannon I knew, Williams. I knew who it was. I wanted to say Clarence. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Clarence Goodson? <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. I don't think so. Uh, Shannon Williams, uh, coming in. For Apologies it. to Shannon Williams. Yeah, exactly. He seemed, it, it's gonna, I am very interested to see if he plays anytime soon. That's I mean, one of my questions is if they brought him in to be a right back, if they seem to have lost confidence in Dave Romney, are we going to see him start or are we going to see him soon? Or is this just a, a backup move? Is he going to fill the bench spot that Emmer Clementa had? It's very, see, I love how the chat room is like a good two minutes behind, not to two minutes, but like a good minute behind us. Everybody's like Shannon Williams, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always nice to be reassured that uh, everybody has figured it out, but yes. us. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be interesting. <sighs> you know, Dave is a fill in at that right back spot, but I think he's been doing fine. Yeah, In fact, I don't see a problem with him outside, as our starting right back. Outside of the offense that Rolf Felcher brings a little bit more, I actually think Dave Romney might be better defensively than Rolf Felcher is. Um, so it, it's one of the, I had no problems with him being back mm-hmm. there and you already had a roster. I, I don't know. I don't know what Siggy Schmidt is thinking about him. We haven't seen Shannon Williams. He had been trialless with the club for a little while. Um, so it, it's one of those weird sort of things that comes in is where is he going to play? If he's going to play, I imagine they brought him into play. Yeah. That, that's why, that's what makes me think. Cause if they bring him in, they're not going to bring him in necessarily to fill that bench spot unless they're thinking depth down the road, but it's difficult to, 
you, you you don't see a team make a move like that unless they're they're planning on giving him minutes. Yeah, but then, the the chat room's not real real up on Dave Romney playing right back. I okay. have no issues with it. I really don't see. Well, it, when you look at the other options, we've seen what happens when Daniel Stairs plays right back. So I think given given the options, um, I think we go with Dave Romney. And even what we saw from Imre Clemente, whether you think he got a fair shake or not. Um, you look at the performance from Dave Romney, look at the performance from Clementa, and Romney was was the clear better defender on that end. Yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah, that's why I have I have no issues with it. Now <laughs> I haven't seen Shannon Williams play in a while. Um, so we'll see if we have issues with that. Yeah, in, and there's all sorts of interesting stuff going on with mm-hmm. uh, with Shannon Williams and, and him is being brought in. You go back to our last podcast. Kevin and I do- dove into uh, Shannon Williams a little bit uh, closer there about uh, the domestic viol- violence arrest and how that didn't come to fruition. Charges were basically never levied against him. Um, and so that sort of floated out there. And now everything seems like, you know, hunky-dory back in MLS and, yeah. and playing. So it, it's interesting where he fits in, how he'll do, and what you can find from him, and whether or not he's a starter. I mean, there's going to be some guesses here in going up against San Jose, but this brings us back to the summer transfer window. Um, If the Galaxy do need to make some moves, where is their biggest need? And can't... Should we just play the clip? Yeah. The clip that we've been repeating (laughs) over and over? I think the biggest need is is a number 10. Right. I, I think that you need someone who is going to be a playmaker, someone who could have you know control of the ball. We've seen Legit try a little bit in that role. We've seen Jamison in that role. But I think if you're going to make a move, that's the type of player that I, I think, personally, what the Galaxy need. Now, if they are going to go after someone um, who's got that playmaker capability, then possibly they're going to have to look to transferring and getting some people you know, off the roster because we know international slots – might come into play being an issue. It uh, will be. Yeah. Anybody, anybody yeah. international anybody that you're international, thinking about. And yes. If, and I don't know too many, you know, American number tens that are going to be able to fill that role. So I, I would imagine that there may be some movement about getting rid of some galaxy players. And it may be some players that the fans have grown fond of and someone maybe they don't want to get rid of. But if you want to fill the need that we have, you may need to get rid of someone who's, who's, you know, a, 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 a staple at this point. I keep trying to think of where I agree the biggest need is a number 10, but how do you address the number 10 issue this year with who you have? And the only way to do that is by moving Giovanni Dos Santos. Realistically, that's the only person mm-hmm. you should move to make that play. Um, you could move Ramon Alessandrini. That's where, that's where my mind was going is that I think that's where you can get value from. That's where someone who other drugs, other, other drugs, wow. other drugs. See, yes. look what happens when yes. we don't pod for I know. <laughs> other clubs might look at him and see value there. And you may be able to work out something, get something for him. So I, I think that if someone is going to move, unfortunately, he may be someone that they might be interested in if it fills in, because you think of, you know, legit Boateng guys that they have, that they play in that position. Whereas in the middle, there's not necessarily tons of depth there. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like there's tons of depth mm-hmm. there. Um, Okay, so so yeah, I mean that's where you're sort of looking if they're doing anything. If they go outside of the number ten, is there any other place that you see them making a move? And if so, what counter move does that happen? I have one in mind. Go for it, because number ten's all I got. Because yeah, I, I, you want to say defense, but they've spent a lot of money and filled those spots. You you could say forward, but at the same time, you have Zlatan, you have Kamara, right? So I don't see a need there. So. What do you got? Center back. Center back. All right. So you need another center back. You need somebody who's going to be a long-term solution back there. Um, Shelvick is a good... I, I, I'm growing on him. I like him <laughs> a little more than... I. Listen, I'm going to forget for the, for the for a second that he makes a million dollars and is the highest paid 
defender in Major League Soccer. Um, something that I reported a very long time ago and got right. So, hey, good for me. Um, <laughs> you you but, like to mention that every time you get a chance. I rarely get them right. It's, <laughs> I, have to ju- I have to jump up and down when I do. Take your victory lap. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, center back. Uh, I think that you could move Siani or you could release Siani. So you could do something there that opens an international slot and that allows you to, to go out and get mm-hmm. somebody else. Um, I don't know who the answer is. No, Omar Gonzalez is not that answer. Get Do not at me. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, Omar Gonzalez is not that answer. But... I mean, there's other center backs out there that you could go and get. Now, if you find an American center back somewhere, maybe that's your play. Maybe you maybe you do something somehow to get an American center back that you can put back there because it opens up an international slot, which allowed Joe Alpedro to be on the senior team once Raul Felcher actually gets done healthy. And done and done. Make that move. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, I think that's interesting. Um I think that uh, I think that for the most part, Siani seems to be that odd man out. We've been talking about him being that guy, the guy who could go. But I've also I've seen real progress between Siani and Shelvick. And do you want to start all over again now in the second and half? That's where that's going to be my counter argument to you saying where Shelvick has grown on you. To me, Siani has grown on me. To me, I'm someone who was low on him when he came last season. Then you you come to find out maybe he wasn't in complete game shape. Then this season he maybe was fighting for a position, looked a little rocky. I think the past few games, you know, he's, he's looked effective as a center back. He looks like someone who is a strong center back who's a viable option. So he's someone who's growing on me. And you have to take all this into account, like you said, how much do these guys make? They're making a million dollars, making $600,000. If you, if you imagine that salaries don't count, then you say, we have two decent center backs. I don't know that we're, you know, the best in the league, but you, you can't say that our defense is terrible. Uh, and a lot of people might disagree with that, but to me, from what I've seen from those two players, uh, they're growing on me. So it'd be unfortunate to see Siani, the odd man out, like you said, because he's making progress. I think he's improving and is a decent option there. But if you can improve on it with an American center back, someone like a Jeff Cameron, I know na- that name's been tossed around. That's everybody everybody yeah. is going, going Jeff Cameron, yeah. you idiot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. That was, that was <laughs> the was one we, t- we talked about it before. <laughs> yes, Jeff Cameron. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's a question. And I think that center back, I'll be honest with you. I think a center back replacement right now is way more viable than getting a number 10. Yeah. I, I think when you look what's out there, teams, teams who have a number 10 are not getting rid of them. And then in the off season, then you have to go outside of, uh, North America. And I don't know, you know, who, who the galaxy are scouting or, or what's coming in. So even though that's their need, I don't know who's out there that the Galaxy are looking to fill that position. So a center back seems like it's a more realistic move in it, the transfer window. It is, and it could it could be. Here's the again, it's the momentum now. If you want the Galaxy to make the playoffs this year, which is a question that we have asked, is this team with its current roster good enough to make the playoffs? I think the answer is yes, uh, especially in the Western Conference that has several very bad teams, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about one of those really bad teams. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that's that's one of the things. So if you look at what the Galaxy want to do, is it this important this year or is it more important looking towards next year? You're not going to win a Supporter Shield this this year. You're not going to win a U.S. Open Cup this year. You can get into the playoffs. And that's And I think that's your only play. I, I think the way MLS is constructed, I don't think you can plan two, three years down the road or next season. You have to try to win with the year you have. And do the Galaxy have a good enough roster to make the, the playoffs? I think so. I think the roster is there. The talent is there. Um, are they going to make mistakes or tactically or coaching-wise that may leave them out? That's the question. But talent-wise, I think they deserve to be in the playoffs. And whenever you've got a Zlatan on the field and whenever you have someone like Boateng possibly coming off the bench, you have someone like Kamara who could score goals – 
you need how many games is a total in, in, in the MLS playoffs? You know, five, six games? Yeah. That you can, if you get on a six game streak, you get hot at the right time. It's very possible that you can make that move. So as long as you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Weird stuff happens uh, all the time. So I think you have to try to make the playoffs. You have to try to make your move. Like you said, there's no U.S. Open Cup coming. There's no supporter shield. So that's that's your your all-in move. You have to put all the chips in the wagon there. Yeah, it, it's it, here's the thing. So, yes, I agree that you can get in the playoffs. You could, you could make a run. But ultimately, this team isn't going to make a run in this playoffs i mean it just they're not they're not there yet they don't have all the pieces there's clearly missing pieces they have an unbelievable offense um but they're they're not all there so do you take a early exit from the playoffs with the current roster or do you possibly roll the dice bring in a new center back possibly look at getting a number 10 in the offseason sort of start getting that ready to go and miss the playoffs this year or so, so is that the trade-off? If, I, it kind of, maybe, you, you, or you, you can get lucky, roll the dice, and that all works out because, wonderfully. Because I think if, if you roll the dice to make those moves now, then, you know, rainbows and butterflies land, you get a better center back, you get a number 10, then this is the time. You know, you have that talent and you make the move now. So, you know, whether it happens this year or next year, if you're closing up shop and calling the season a loss, um, what pieces are you bringing in that's going to make you better next year? I, I don't see... I don't see how that works. I think if you bring in people who are going to make your team better next year, but you bring them in this season, then you roll the dice this season. I, I don't see the. I don't know why it has to be one or the other. You know, closing up shop in the next season. This that's our year. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You, yeah, I just, and year to year. I just like to make things like black and white sometimes, <laughs> just to, to force a conversation. Um, it's going to be. It, it's again the, the summer transfer window is coming on July 10th. Opens on July 10th, closes on August 8th. Okay, with the World Cup still going on, I'm not sure how busy the front end. Any front end stuff that's going to happen is stuff that has already been agreed to that people already know about that is coming in that direction. We that's that's simple. That's easy. Everybody understands that. Um, whenever you get to um, you know the the galaxy and moves that they're going to make, however, I would push that closer to the August. Than the July. Well, and then that's where you'll find out if they're planning for next season or if they're trying to have something happen this season. Well, uh, we had uh, we had Noah write into Twitter and says, "Well, is Siggy Schmidt still on the hot seat? Um, do you think, with all the stuff that's gone gone on with the the wins that have been coming here recently, granted not in the Open Cup, but if you look back in league play, the Galaxy uh, stabilized a little bit here. Um, is Siggy Schmidt still on the hot seat?" I think the playoffs will be an indicator of that because. But, okay, but that means that he's not on the hot seat right now. That means he's at he he gets this whole season because. Yeah, I would I would I would say that I think the uh, and you've mentioned this before and we've we've had this discussion is, the, I think the galaxy probably thinks they got rid of Curtinolfo a little too early, so they don't want to pull the trigger so quickly. So I think they're going to give Siggy this season and they're going to say, okay, if if you can take this team to the playoffs, then okay, obviously. You have what it takes to, to put some things together. But if this team misses the playoffs, it's not going to be from lack of talent on the field. It's going to be from lack of tactics or lack, lack of, of coaching and how the team is you know, constructed and lineup changes. I think So I think that's what's going to dictate it is if he's on the hot seat. If they go on a terrible stretch like Kurt Arnolfo did last season and, and there, people start calling for his head and you have a lot of strong personalities on that team who maybe are asking for a change, then maybe – he will be on the hot seat sooner than later. But as long as they keep grinding out wins, uh, it would, I don't see them parting waves of them. If it's an ugly win, if they're not winning, winning beautifully, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. It's going to be a matter of if he can 
get results and get this team in the playoffs, then his job is secure. But if he misses the playoffs, then I think it's fair game to call for his head. Well, Juan Carlos Osorio's job is going to be over <laughs> here pretty soon. And whenever it's over, I always thought that he would be coming to the Galaxy. That always made sense to me. Yep. Um, him well, or Roberto Martinez. If, if, you can, if, you can get, <laughs> if you can get JCO on, uh, as an option, uh, he, uh, that's an upgrade. That's, okay. yeah. You know, take a national team, national team coach, someone who's coaching in a World Cup, you know, I think his decisions against Germany, that showed you know, his potential and what he can do as a coach. So if you can get him, then you can say bye to Siggy. But I just don't know if, if, if he's an option. I've heard you know, rumblings of him going to the, men's, the U.S. national team. So Yes, that too. Yeah, that's shooting that, a little higher than the L.A. Galaxy, if, depending on how you look at Former it. Former L.A. Galaxy assistant, uh, excuse me, I need to get this right, associate head coach <laughs> Dave Sarakin uh, getting a little reprieve there with the U.S. men's national yeah. team. His, uh, his contract got extended, I believe, through the end of the year, okay. um, which is not surprising. They're probably still looking for somebody. And um, I, for everybody who's a Galaxy fan, they know this very well. And for anybody who's not and listening to our podcast for some reason and don't know who <laughs> Dave Sarakin is or how he is, he's one damn good coach. Um, and so I would think that, you know, for him, it's probably not horrible because I expect him to be in major league soccer coaching. This is essentially his job interview, this, yeah, what he's doing and, and with the youngsters. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of people down on the U S national team, rightfully so right. after their exit. But what we're seeing from these youngsters, a lot of people are, are believing in, in the future of the team. And that's partially due to Dave Sarakin and the way he's the way he's coached these guys. Coach Dave, one Coach of my favorites. Dave. One of my favorites, absolutely. Uh, anyway, so that's what, I mean, that's, you're looking at transfer window, you're looking at all these things. Uh, you know, the Siggy Schmidt thing is really interesting. I agree, they're not gonna, listen, they're already paying Kurt Anolfo through the end of this year, right? So they're still paying. They, and that's they gotta to, be in the millions. They have to write country. him a check every month. <laughs> Um, I would imagine it comes every that's month. My Maybe it comes every quarter. <laughs> that's my dream is to get fired and still get that check. <laughs> still get that check uh, every every uh, every month. Um, so if they got rid of Siggy Schmidt, they'd have to pay him every month up until He'll the end of the, I believe, this season, because I think nice. he's only signed through this season. You'd be paying three coaches, potentially. You could be paying three coaches at the same time if you get rid of Siggy Schmidt now. And we've talked about Chris Klein not wanting to be the general manager who doesn't who has fired two coaches. Yes. Or, or, and he's that's not a, even the GM. It's admitting fault, really. It's, like, it, it's the president. There is no general manager mm -hmm. right now. As, as everybody knows, we, we talk about that uh, all the time. Um, so, I mean, that's that's where you sit right now. I am going to give everybody an injury update. I know the chat room is over here just just trying for those injury updates. So I have them. I have them all. <laughs> that's why I came to do it live, just to just, find out just the to injury find out, updates. Yeah, you, yeah. Get, you get a good 30 seconds before everybody else. Um, I have them all. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that we get everything uh, going that way and, and do it. Um, you know, it, it's it's the schedule now. And it's a busy schedule, and it's not an easy schedule. Um, but it's not an overly – listen, the hardest part of the Galaxy schedule has already happened from, the, from what we've seen. There are some good teams that are coming, but it's not, there, it's not near the same level. And just starting with this Saturday's game, the second Cali Classico at Stanford Stadium because, you know, uh, San Jose didn't build a stadium large enough to actually hold enough people to come see the Galaxy. When they play the Galaxy, they have to go to another stadium I love it. because there's so many Galaxy fans. 400-plus Galaxy fans will be traveling up to Stanford Stadium for the game on Saturday. So safe travels to everybody who's doing that. Uh, and I heard tickets are still available. Ticket, well, of course, because it's it's Stanford Stadium. <laughs> it's a giant thing. Well, that's and, what I love is, you know, they did, had their their dig on the LA Galaxy. Zlatan's not playing. They're having a tough time selling tickets. Yeah, still lost one yeah. nothing. Just wanted to remind <laughs> yeah. them that. Roman Allison dreamed with a goal. Yeah, yeah, we're going up there, and who's on their uh, match day report that they're advertising the game? 
Zlatan. So they're trying to sell tickets, you know, based on him. So funny how that works. It, surprising, isn't it? <laughs> um, and by the way, I would also like to point out that this is the annual, like, July 4th of July fireworks for the San Jose people because they're not good enough to host a game on July 4th. They can't so even they, get that right. They always have to travel somewhere or do something else. <laughs> they have to be somebody's opponent on July 4th. They can't play, they can't play at home and, and have fireworks and do a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> so they'll do them at Stanford Stadium. Uh, again, 400-plus LA Galaxy fans traveling up for that. But that's just to show you that is the second worst team in the league right now. DC United, uh, Wayne Rooney's newest team. I was just going to say Wayne Rooney's <laughs> DC United. You have to clarify <laughs> that's it. Right. That's right. That's uh, right. Wayne Rooney's DC United, um, the very worst, the very worst team, 23rd in the league, uh, San Jose Earthquakes, with just two wins on the season. And 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 points to anybody who can who can in the chat room uh, name the t- the one team they've beaten twice. Um, whenever you go in there, and, uh, uh, yeah. spoiler or hint: if you listen to us a month ago when <laughs> I was here to... previewing the San Jose game, the answer is still the same. We only bring the hammer in whenever <laughs> the Galaxy are playing San Jose. All right, just remember that. Um, so anyway, so you have that. Um, so so you have Saturday against the second worst team in the league, and then you have a Wednesday, July fourth game against the worst team in the league, a Wayne Rooney list, uh, DC United uh, coming. It's like it's like. If there was a team that was balding in Major League Soccer, it would be DC United, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So it's very fitting, very poetic that Wayne Rooney is their their guy. So in a, in the a team way, that needs hair plugs. It brings in a guy with hair hair plugs. plugs. That's what I was going to say. In a way, <laughs> they're they're filling their balding, you know, sort of crown with the hair plug that is Wayne yes. Rooney. Which I think he's actually going to be really good in Major I, League Soccer. I, if the Galaxy could have signed him, I, w- I would have been happy with that move. Pre's Laton. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And, and one that has been rumored for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So it, it all... And by the way, the I think... Uh, I don't... I might not be able to say this. So I, you know what? I have to not say this. Ooh, because, it's a tease. Yeah, I'll find out off air. Yeah, you'll, fi- you'll find out. But anyway, um, it, it's very interesting to see that whole deal and what happens. Now, they will play against a very good team on Saturday, July 7th. Again, June 30th, Saturday. Wednesday, July 4th. Saturday, Columbus Crew. Giassi's artist returning to StubHub Center. He'll get a massive round of yeah, applause. I'll be there for that one. Um, that'll be a good one to see. Um, Spectrum Sports, that's Spectrum Deportes. That's 7.30 p.m. kickoff time on Saturday, July 7th, coming fast and furious. And then the Galaxy go on a difficult stretch and a little more difficult now that the Philadelphia Union have actually gotten better. Um, in fact, so those are words that I did not think would be <laughs> compiled together. <laughs> it's really it's really weird. It's, I, I don't know how to quite feel. Both Both New England Revolution and... Philadelphia Union are both yeah. good teams right up now. Up is down, down is up. <laughs> Who knows what's going on? Um, <laughs> both away games. So back-to-back Saturday away games on the East Coast. Uh, and it doesn't get much east, co- much further East Coast Boston. Than, than Boston <laughs> and with Philadelphia as well. I mean, those are, those are far. And then they'll go away for the very first time. So two away games and then away for the very first time. They're, I think they're only Thursday game of the year at LAFC. Uh, so the away game mm-hmm. at LAFC, which is going to be definitely be an away game yeah. uh, when you look at what the travel that they're going to have to do the two weeks before. So uh, facing off against Thursday, that's 7.30 p.m. kickoff. How do you do 7.30 on Thursday and down? In the summer. Enjoy. I'm going to have to leave on Wednesday. (laughs) Just camp out. Exposition Park. I think they allow tents there. That's that's fine. Uh, And then uh, they will face off. And again, I think there are... 
I'll just count them again. One, two, three, four, five, six. There are seven games. Uh, there's not. There's six games in July. There's just one more left in June. Got it. So uh, there's six games in July. They're busiest. I think they have six games this in one other stretch. month, but this is this is a very busy stretch um, where they will go and, and they will host um, Orlando City. Uh, Orlando City just parted ways with Jason Kreiss, uh, head coach. So uh, that's a little bit of a toss-up, and they've yeah. been struggling back and forth. So interesting to see what's happening there when Orlando City come to StubHub Center at the end of July. So that is your July schedule. Um, so there's some tough teams in there. There's some easier teams in there. There's some just tr- tough conditions. Three straight yeah. away games for the LA Galaxy, two East Coast games back for the back LA Galaxy. East Coast yeah. games. That's that, the one that stands out to me. Um, and then they'll be home, uh, like I said, to Orlando. And then in August, they go away to Colorado, not an easy place. They host Minnesota. But here's the thing. Colorado's a bad team. Minnesota's a bad team. They'll then play Colorado on Tuesday. Tuesday and Thursday games. All right. This is all crazy. Tuesday MLS. That's what I signed up for. So so the ho- they will have, and the only reason that they even get away with this any any even a little bit is that they will have already been home against Minnesota, so then they will play against Tuesday on Tuesday against the Colorado Rapids. So they literally face the Rapids. They're only two times they'll face the Rapids within this year. Be, uh, <laughs> yeah, within a, uh, a little bit outside of a week. Wow. Um, so it goes in 10 days. How about that? In 10 days, they will face Colorado. They're two times. I just want to be in, in the room when they schedule these games. So some of it is amazing. You know, you play teams twice, but then you butt them up against each other. I mean, you would think there'd be a little more planning, but I'm sure there's a lot of other factors that go into it. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But it just seems like, you know, throwing darts at the calendar and, and seeing what happens. There was a, there was a really interesting uh, video that I think the San Diego Chargers put out. Um, no, it was the LA Rams put out whenever the, the NFL schedule came out. Yeah. And it was the the scheduled guy, the head scheduler guy calling – the Rams and they're writing down yeah. and, and they were putting all the stuff in there. But the interesting thing they were talking about was body clock. And so okay. they're like, they're like, okay, so we're going to have you play at blah, blah, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah. It's a 10 a.m. But it's a, that's really a 3 p.m. Body clock game for yeah. you. So but like the whole deal. And that was the schedule. So they were actually looking at that and there's only, I mean, 16 games that you yeah. have to worry about in that one. And now you look at MLS where you have 34 games mm-hmm. that you have to schedule, not including U.S. Open Cup, not including like blackout dates that venues have where it's like, no, we can't play there at this time because of this. Yeah, we have the uh, other. We have the a other, concert. The circuses in town. Yeah, this, yeah the motocross, <laughs> um, the X Games, whatever it is. Uh, it, it'll be interesting, but it's very difficult. I get it. But there's yeah. also some wiggle room. That I believe that Tuesday game has was a rescheduled game. Um, the Colorado game. So they pushed it there for a reason, thinking maybe that would be a little bit better. And it's easy. Those are easy teams. When you look at it, three games, two against Colorado and one against Minnesota, those are three wins that you have to have. nine points on the board. It's nine points on the board that you could get rapidly. Away to Seattle. Rapid. Was that on purpose? That that wasn't. Oh, well done. Credit to you. I need to stop you and reset because that was was worth nine points to you. I'm climbing the standings. That's good. (laughs) I I have a negative goal differential, so that's always a positive. Um, negative and positive. See, I can't stop. You gotta, yeah. I'm on a roll. Yeah, you think you're um, the panda or something? Come <laughs> on, knock it off. Saturday, August 18th. Panda, I think, is done. I'll, just to completely segue, go sideways <laughs> on this. I think Panda's done with That's, being in Russia. He's been okay. he's been away for a while now. Group <laughs> stages are through. Uh, he he's, Mex- he's He's traveling to go see the, to cover that Mexico-Brazil game. Uh, we will be recording, just again, so that way people understand the trials and tribulations that we go through here at Corner of the Galaxy. Just for you. I will be recording at 7 a.m. on Sunday. Why? Uh, in order to talk to Panda. Okay, because, well, now I see why. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yeah, because uh, Mexico and Brazil are going to ruin the time we would normally record. So we'll do that. Make sure you have a podcast. It'll actually come out Sunday whenever it's done. There you go. So that won't be so bad for everybody. Um, 
Back to the schedule. End of August, or beginning, or middle of August, I should say. Uh, August 18th, away to the Seattle Sounders, and then the final game against LAFC. The only team they play three times this year, uh, LAFC. So home and hosting them on ESPN Friday, August Friday 24th. Friday Night Lights. There it is, 7.30 p.m. kickoff time on ESPN. That should be interesting. So that's sort of the schedule where it goes. Now, you look at this schedule, and there's points to be had here, finally. Um, there's some there's some points to be lost. I'm looking at games here that I mean certainly if you're looking at the toughest stretch that I that the Galaxy have it's Columbus, New England, Philadelphia, and LAFC, and three of those four games are at home. Mm-hmm. That's not a great stretch. That's a game where I would su- suspect the Galaxy lose some points. They're going to drop some points against and those then teams. You want to be lineup watching, also seeing that's where you find out where, where, where Siggy's mind is because do you go in with the thought that okay, we're, we're maybe not going to win this game, so let's rest some of our key guys and let our young guys try to battle it out and scratch and claw for a point? Or do you strategically place your starters against certain teams? So I think that'll be an interesting factor when those games come hot and heavy in August. So while it's a mixed bag, the Galaxy have some points they can get. There's some almost guaranteed wins on there. I mean, if you're looking at it and you're looking, you say they're guaranteed wins. You have to go say and say points, 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 points. But this is. This but there's is, a reason you play the game. There's a reason why Germany is not playing in the round of 16. Because if you did it all on paper, then that's no fun. So if, you have to play the games. If they would have gone to the round of 16, tell me you'd pick against them in any of the games that they would have played. It would have been tough to <laughs> do, right? That's the crazy thing: is these teams who look terrible in the first two games, you know, somehow miraculously pull them out, and that's something that you know says teams who have been there before. So, this Galaxy team hasn't been there before. Yeah, and, and the one words of warning, and I had this in my notes also. Remember, let's not you know have too short-term of a memory. Last season, we had a last-place team come into town on the 4th of July, and everyone thought, oh, you know, last-place team, Real Salt Lake, and they beat the brakes off us, 6-2. So, and that was kind of a turning point in the season where a lot of people gave up on this team. So just because it's the last place team, you know, we shouldn't take it lightly. Those are points of, those are games that we should take seriously. Guaranteed wins. Those are guaranteed <laughs> wins. And by the way, I have no idea what you're talking about. That six, two. Oh, I don't, I don't remember You've been, that uh, you know, the men in black little device been, got to you. Been wiped clean, <laughs> uh, including the last three weeks or anything galaxy related. Apparently I can't even remember sure. Shannon Williams name. Uh, all right. So, I mean, so looking at the schedule now, it, the Galaxy have points to get. They have points they're going to lose, clearly. They're not a great team. They're not a horrible team. They were in a similar situation to this last year, actually, whenever they fired Cardinalfo. Mm-hmm. Now you have a better team on paper, definitely a better team on paper, a team that seems like they're figuring stuff out. Remember the last um, the last game they played? Are, like, some at, chemistry Yeah, against them. RSL or, or against Portland. You look at Portland in that 1-1 draw that they got in MLS play, not the one nothing loss in U.S. Open Cup play. Um, you look at beating RSL one nothing. There's they're starting to separate themselves in terms of who they're better than, who they're not better than. They're not better than Atlanta. They're not better than uh, they're not better than Portland. They're they might be as good as Portland. Yeah, I think they're pretty even with Portland. Which is, I th- but but I think, I think that's a matchup issue more than anything else. I think Portland's the better team. Portland will beat other teams, teams that the Galaxy can't beat. There you go. And and I think that's a matchup. So so you look at that. Um, the Galaxy aren't as good as FC Dallas, at least not right now. Um, the Galaxy may not be as good as LAFC is right now. That's a question that is going to be answered. It it, it hurts to say it. I mean, you know, it took a miracle to beat him the first time in the way they're playing. Even m- missing stars that they have gone at the World Cup, you know, they they look you know. They look good. You have to give credit where credit is due. They, they look good. Yeah, they do. Um, so I mean, are but they're they're close there. They're yeah. not far off from yeah. that. Yeah, they're not. 
it's, they're it's, not down 3-0 at the half bat. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. They, they, they were. They just came back and win 4-3. Um, never forget. Never forget. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you, you look at that and, and the standings, you're starting to figure out where the Galaxy are. I think the Galaxy are better than the Houston Dynamo, the Houston Dynamo who have beat Atlanta United and New York City FC. I don't know what Houston is. I'm not sure what they are. But I think they're better than them. I think the Galaxy are better than the Vancouver Whitecaps. I think the Galaxy are better than Real Salt Lake. Um, they're not better than Sporting Kansas City. They're not better than FC Dallas. They're not better than, I think, the Portland Timbers. Like I said, they're close. So they're in the 4-5 range. They're in the 5-6 right there mm-hmm. on the line. I mean, I can put them above Houston. I can put them above Vancouver, and they're, in, they're, they're now in fifth. Um, so, Or they're at least in sixth. You're, you're close. I think they're better than RSL. So again... When you're starting to figure this stuff out, where are they better? They're right on the line. So making the playoffs with this roster seems realistic. It's just, doable. It should happen. Just not going anywhere afterwards. Yeah. I mean, they maybe they win the play-in game. They're going to be – that's the yeah, team. They're going to so, be a play-in team. And, and that's maybe that's a little bit hard. Again, so do you take the play-in or do you say we're not good enough, still need to add some pieces, need to be better next year for a real run? That's why – you, you see Michael Ciani, who, yes, was horrible whenever he first joined, and you've seen how long it's taken him to get accustomed to playing in Major League Soccer. And how many years does he have left, really? Is he a guy you're going to hitch your wagons to for four or five seasons to come? Or if you can find a player who you can uh, dedicate yourself to for, you know, for the long term, then maybe you make that move. So I understand what you're saying. Well the, good, well, the good news for the LA Galaxy is Zlatan Ibrahimovic is back and training with the He's LA back. Galaxy right now. Did he bring um, the visa bus with him? I don't know if he did. <laughs> uh, I know he, he was in uh, in Russia and then in Sweden for a little bit. So he got some time off, did his stuff, uh, is back in training with the LA Galaxy. Fully expect him to be ready for both of the games that come up this week on Saturday and Wednesday. Um, you uh, you look at Ramon Alessandrini. Ramon Alessandrini has been fully training with the LA Galaxy. So his quad injury that he picked up looks like that is over and done with. Uh, Ola Kamara is fully training with the LA Galaxy. So that little, I think, calf strain that he had um, that he picked up in that Open Cup uh, game, Open Cup loss against Portland, um, he seems to be back and yeah, looks, scared us. Yeah, and looks like he's ready to go. Remember, Emmanuel Boateng came off with a, a cramp mm-hmm. and not an injury, so the, he seems he like be good to go. he's good to go. Um, Sebastian Legette, not fully training with the LA Galaxy. I'm told it's still short term, so that's good. Um, maybe Wednesday, probably not Wednesday, probably afterwards. Maybe if you look for the Columbus game for okay. Sebastian Legette to be back. Do you think back. he'll come on as a sub, or do you think he's starting at that point? I think he comes on as a sub yeah. um, that, that, against Columbus. Which, and it does scare me with his previous injury. Uh, you know, I understand why they're being cautious, but if he's not ready right. to suit up, yeah. that, that's a that's a bad sign. Yeah, it, it's a right ankle injury from what we saw. It was that awkward slide that he took uh, against uh, Real Salt Lake and mm-hmm. had to come out. Um, so he looks like he's okay, but he's been training downstairs. So it's not like he's not training. He's just been in the weight room doing his recovery stuff. He's not ready to even train on the side, but I think that that's rapidly approaching and that may even happen by the end of the weekend. Um, don't panic just yet. Yeah. Rolf Felcher, I don't know what his update is. Still not, I don't believe training with the club. So that should be happening because we were told July, July is approaching. It will so be. It we'll will see be him here. in October. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe there's a reason they got Shannon Williams. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe uh, Felcher's uh, rehab not coming as well. But we don't know that. Just speculation. Um, so that's that's with the Galaxy. So the Galaxy will be very healthy whenever they go up against San Jose and and against uh, DC United. But still, some some stuff. You have um, the Dos Santos brothers still on international duty, and even if Mexico gets bounced on uh, on Monday, I believe, yeah, yeah they're not. They're not going to fly back for that Fourth of July game. They're not making it. So uh, <laughs> at the very earliest, maybe Columbus, uh, and maybe even that's then, even that's too. Sh- that's, yeah, that's I think too that's soon. pushing it. 
So uh, we'll see how that goes uh, and how it how it looks. So there is your injury update for the LA Galaxy. Still, uh, again, I think putting themselves in a good position here. Yeah, that's not um, bad. It's not bad at all. It, it, it clears itself. I it's think just, the, the, the break did them well. The three weeks helps or the yeah. two weeks that ends up being mm-hmm. with the uh, with the U.S. Open Cup game. Um, so having done that, let's get to a couple more uh, listener questions that we had. I wanted to make sure we got to them. Uh, Grady, by the way, shout out to Grady. Uh, Grady contacted me and said, hey, do you want this gigantic poster of Robbie Keane to put in your studio? And I said, yeah, how much? And he's like, free, you just have to pick it up. And I said, well, how big is it? And he goes, oh, it's just six feet by four (laughs) feet. And I said, yeah. So you had your hand on top of the roof. I was like, okay. (laughs) Driving driving, 15 miles per hour. With poster board on the freeway. No, uh, it fit in the back of my car. Nice. Just barely. We had to tilt it a little bit. But uh, anyway, Grady gave that to us. Great guy. I have to make sure I get him a scarf. I told him I'd trade him a scarf for it. That's fair. That's a fair deal. That's a great deal. deal. I think Um, you you made out like a bandit on that deal. Yeah, if you haven't seen the poster, and we're working on getting a camera and a situation set up so we can utilize the background. Yeah, I'm very uncomfortable having Robbie Keane stare Stare at me while I record. This is, you know, I'm very uneasy. But he's so sexy that I'm going (laughs) to. allow it to go and by the way in that poster he may actually be life-size because he's not very tall so the four by six foot the four foot is tall so he's on no he's that's it's boateng size it's he's he's looking pretty good so uh anyway but uh big shout out to grady grady writes and he says uh in his return to san jose how would you assess david bingham's season thus far he seems to does he seem to be a long-term answer for the la galaxy david bingham what do you think i think so i think uh when we talk about the LA Galaxy, we're saying they're in that middle range, not a top team, but not a, a bottom feeder. And I think that's what David Bingham is. So um, he's going to give us consistent performances in games where he impresses us. I, I believe against uh, Portland was one of those games where he, where he stood out and made a ton of great saves. Uh, the only goal that came was on a penalty. And then he's going to have games where he makes some errors and, and lets some in. And that's just the nature of the beast. So I think he, he is what he is. He's a middle-of-the-road guy. He's someone who you could plan long-term around if you put, put a solid defense in front of him, have a, a nice you know holding midfield. I, I don't think he's going to be the liability moving forward. So if you, if you want to make other plans, you it's possible, but I don't think he he's a major concern for this team. I think he's a guy you could stick with moving forward. He feels like, I'll, I'll tell you this, and this is guy, you know, for all of you uh, in-depth soccer people who really like to break down the tactics and, and really get into it, this is your nugget for this week. Um, David Bingham has gotten better as the defense has gotten better. Who knew? Shocker. <laughs> Whoa, crazy. At one time, is that how that works? Yeah. At one time, David Bingham was getting peppered with so many shots. He had, he had, I think he had like some of the most saves in the league. Yeah. Well, it's the Dan Kennedy rule, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, so if that's the case, then he yeah. wins uh, goalkeeper of the year this year, right? Uh, David Bingham does. Uh, he's moving in the right direction. So is the defense. Why maybe you're hesitant to make any changes back there? It, yeah. it all sort of flows into that. What looks good for the Galaxy? Is he a long-term solution? He feels like it right now. Um, and I was a little more down on him at the beginning of the year because he didn't look comfortable. He mm-hmm. seems comfortable he's now. settling in. He still kicks the ball out of bounds at least once or twice a game. Uh, he still makes makes everybody nervous with yeah. some some passes and some distribution. His biggest thing is probably distribution for me. Um, shot stopping, he makes good saves. He's, that's where his strength is, the shot stopping. I agree with that. Uh, I, I would like to see him a little more confident coming out and getting balls that are crosses and stuff. He And he seems to be moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. So all those things, I feel like him going back against San Jose, he does not like San Jose. He's he, going to be fired up. He's going to be fired up. It'll be it'll be nice to see. So that is good. Um, and then finally, Eric writes in and uh, on Twitter and says, is it a good or a bad thing that Dos Santos brothers aren't getting many minutes at all in Russia? And we sort of touched on that. Yeah. But... Uh, 
yes is the answer. It's good and it's bad. I don't know. I don't, All of it. I don't know where to sit. I'm going to sit on the fence because any for any positive, I can give you the negative side of it. I think there's more positives than negatives. I think it's a good thing because... Because they're not here with the galaxy? Well, if, 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 if you think they're not here with the galaxy is a good thing, then that's a positive. If you think that they're getting the rest that they need, then that's also a good thing. So I think it's a positive, the fact that they're they're not getting any minutes. The LA Galaxy currently sit in eighth place in the Western Conference with 20 points, having played 15 games. Uh, leaders in the conference right now, 32 points. Sporting Kansas City had having played 16 games, so a little bit of a gap there. Uh, Vancouver, though, who sits in the last position in the Western Conference in the playoffs in sixth, uh, has played 17 games and only has three more points than the LA Galaxy. So, I mean... You can leapfrog. You can leap, you can jump, you can do lots of things uh, very quickly here in the Western Conference. And again, we've already told you who we think are probably better than, uh, the Galaxy are better than. I'll tell you a team that they're not better than, Atlanta United, who is the current Supporter Shield leader, uh, averaging two points per game right now, having 34 points and 17 games played. Sporting Kansas City tied with them, uh, four points per game, uh, the 2.0. Um, points per game going there and having 32 points out of 16 games. So uh, just a little bit behind. So the supporter shield's just out of reach. Yeah. Uh, New York City FC, by the way, in third with 31 points. New York Red Bulls fourth with 29 points. FC Dallas fifth with 29 points. And Los Angeles Football Club is sixth with 27 points. We talked about the Columbus Crew seventh in the league right now with 27 points. So uh, again, things rapidly, uh, it's going to be a tough stretch for about three games, three or four games for the Galaxy. Uh, They're going to have to weather that. Outside of that, they should pick up a whole bunch of points and that's really what they need to see and need to have done. Uh, We talked about it before. This is the second meeting of the Cali Classico between the LA Galaxy and the San Jose Earthquakes in 2018. Uh, San Jose, the, the worst team in the Western Conference, uh, having just two wins, and if you haven't figured out who it was, uh, who they have beat twice, once away and once at home, we will answer that question right now. Eric, will let you know. Minnesota United. There you go. You Minnesota. get a car, you get a car, <laughs> everyone wins if you guess that one. Absolutely. 1-4-2 uh, and two at home are the San Jose Earthquakes. 1-5-3 and three on the road are the San Jose Earthquakes. Again, a win in Minnesota, a yeah, win at win. home yep. versus Minnesota. Uh, he, they're coming off a 1-1 draw in, San, uh, in Salt Lake. Um, that was the game that San Jose, or excuse me, Real Salt Lake uh, scored first in, and then San Jose came back and scored 10 minutes later to level it, and that was all the offense that was in that game. So, uh, And that was just last week. They were in action last week. Galaxy were not. With all the excitement around the World Cup, tuning in to RSL versus San Jose, God bless anyone who made that move. It's always the tough part about <laughs> that is is because even in the bad games that you see in the World Cup, you go back to the MLS exciting, and you're yeah. like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? And it's it will be a little bit of an adjustment, but yeah. it's... It's MLS. It's still growing. I'm fine with it. It's not something that's going to make me not watch. It's just yeah. going to, it's hard to tune into some of these yes. games right now with the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, that's going a funny on. thing on days where you have El Clasico or Champions League finals, and then in the afternoon you get treated to, you know, Philadelphia versus uh, Montreal. Yep, it'll be uh, it'll be good. So uh, the LA Galaxy uh, were, are coming off, obviously, their last game was a 3-0 win over Real Salt Lake in league play. We're talking about league play. This is a league game. You talk about league play. Um, and so that's the momentum that they're carrying with and their things were weeks. clicking on that game. It was. It looked good. Or for half of that game. For half of that game. Fair. Good 45 minutes. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm fine with good yep. 45 minutes. Give me give me a good 45 yep. minutes every time. And call it a day. That's right. Uh, Galaxy had like a good 30 minutes against LAFC. <laughs> that's all you really need <laughs> that sometimes. good enough. Good enough. Uh, San Jose is winless in their last seven games. That's that the Yikes. last, and of course their last win came against Minnesota so, United. 
Uh, and that, the, their losing streak included the one nothing loss to the LA Galaxy as well with Roman Alessandrini scoring that goal. Um, their last win was May 12th, so quite a long time ago. Wow. Um, and have yet to record a shutout this season, San Jose. Yeah, I noticed that. So so they're not doing great. Uh, they're supposed to get uh, Shea Salinas and Joel Quiberg. Yeah, sure. If I say so myself. <laughs> Uh, back from corner injury. Of the earthquakes for their names. Yeah, uh, back from injury, so they'll have them. But Godoy and, and Harold Cummings, who both play for Panama, mm-hmm. are not expected That'd to be, be back for this game. Uh, although Panama which, has been eliminated, they are not going to make it back. Which is from a Russia. positive. I think Godoy is someone who annoys the galaxy, so I think it's a good thing that he'll be gone. It probably is. Now, after giving you all the good news, telling you how bad the San Jose Earthquakes are, going up to Stanford Stadium, I believe the LA Galaxy have just one win in four games at Stanford Stadium. Yikes. That's bad. Um, but there's also another thing. Since 2003, it, at home, quote unquote, at home, <laughs> away um, from the stuff. Aw- away from, away from, yeah. Uh, at home, the San Jose Earthquakes are 12, three, and seven against the LA Galaxy. That's uh, as I said earlier, before as we were getting ready, domination. Yeah. Um, and we know how wacky and crazy these Stanford Stadium games can get. So um, as much as the last game, and I will, I, this bears repeating for me at least. The last time the LA Galaxy faced off against the San Jose Earthquakes in that one nothing win, both of the teams were trying so hard not to suck. <laughs> all right, that it was not a it wasn't a rivalry game. There was no chippiness. There it was, was no yeah. there was no anticipation. There was no ugliness. There was no pushing and shoving. Nobody got kicked in the groinal region. Yeah. All right, I mean it's a all technical the, term. Yeah, all all of the good things that happened in a rivalry game, you got none of that. There was no hype in the stadium, and this was that StubHub Center. It was it was a good win. Galaxy were happy with it. Blah blah blah. blah. You could have been any team playing over yes. there. It didn't have to be the San Jose. I wonder if that changes because of the venue this time. Not because the teams are in any different position. The Galaxy should still win this yes. game. Uh, narrow field, because they're playing at Stanford okay. Stadium. Uh, lots of Earthquakes fans, because mm-hmm. they're playing at Stanford Stadium. And because Laton's in town. And because Laton is in town. And because the Galaxy are in and town. And the Galaxy are in town. Um, so there'll be lots of people there. Yeah, I think I think the atmosphere will be different. And... and um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. I think our neighbors from down the road at uh, LAFC have, have affected the rivalry in San Jose. When they came to town, I don't think it had the same intensity that it did uh, when LAFC came to town to, to step up center. So I think they've stolen a little bit of that shine from San Jose. But San Jose, we're the apple of their eye. They're, we're still the main, you know, public enemy number one to them. So I think their crowd will be raucous to see us visiting, which might hype up our team. If San Jose only wins three games this year, two of those games being against Minnesota United and one against the and Galaxy, one against the Galaxy they'll, they'll be happy they'll, with that. That's a, that's a good season for San Jose, <laughs> right? Um, no, I mean, they're struggling. This is a team that's struggling. They just recently switched, and it looks like have gone back to a 4-4-2 formation. Mm-hmm. Chris Wondolowski, who wasn't starting for a large portion of this year, is starting again. Um, so expect to see him there. Uh, Danny Hosen has been scoring goals. He's the guy to watch for. He's the guy to watch right now. Um, they have some good players. Uh, I'm not big on Tarbell. I think that they could put some behind uh, behind him in the net. I think their defense is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been a obviously no shutouts. No yet. shutouts tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. There. say what you will about the Galaxy defense. San Jose's got it a lot worse than we do. So all, for all of you tactics gurus out there, again, here's here's note number two. Uh, if you don't have a shutout on the season, you probably don't have a good defense. Uh, science, science. That's Listen how we're sports tactics, science episode. Movement, <laughs> energy. Uh, yeah, all those things. So I mean, that's what you're getting with the San Jose Earthquakes. This game uh, kicking off on Saturday, June 30th, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Game is broadcast on Unamas. Don't ask me why it's not on ESPN not Unamas. Plus. Unamas. 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 
Is that better? Was, I did know. I say it very white? No, I just did. I did I go white boy again? You sound like one more. Uno mas. Uno mas. Yeah. Uno mas. Por favor, por favor, señor. Yes, there you go. That's the that's the almost the extent of my Spanish. Um, it was funny. I'll, I'll, let me just side segue completely <laughs> off to the track because why not? I don't know how to podcast anymore anyway. I'm forgetting people's names. I might as well talk. Sorry, right. no one's listening. But traveling around Washington D.C., traveling around uh, Chicago, which was both places I was during the, the quote unquote vacation. Um, I got like two days of vacation out of that, and the rest was business and work. Uh, real work, not fake, uh, fake uh, uh, podcast work. Um, doing that stuff, I got to talk to a whole bunch of people from a bunch of different backgrounds, and that was the fun part about this. Nice. Uh, I talked to a Nigerian man uh, about, and he was sad because Nigeria got say, knocked during out during World Cup. Yeah, perfect timing. It was, it was perfect. I talked to somebody from Morocco. Uh, I talked to somebody from Egypt, from Afghanistan, from Iran, from Iraq. Nice. So it was a ton of fun, and I think that's the best part about the World Cup. And some of these happened in. Uh, broken Spanish, broken yeah. English, everything in between. But there was an understanding yes. and an appreciation between all you parties. You like what I like. We're yes. all coming together. We're all coming I together. You know Zlatan? Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, so that, that's, that's, again, another good part. But anyway, so back to San Jose. Just one, a quick aside. <laughs> <sighs> they, they would not ask you about Chris Wondolowski, I'm guessing. I did, who? <laughs> you know, I got some crazy looks whenever I said Giovanni Dos Santos and Jonathan Dos Santos. Nice. So understand that regionally. Um, and how things go. Uh, you look at all these things with San Jose. This is a win. This is a win against San Jose. You have to win at Stanford Stadium. It's a tough game. It's not as easy as just looking at San Jose being last in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tougher game than that. It's a tougher game on July 4th whenever they play against D.C. United because it's not just D.C. United coming on July 4th. It's not just the last place team. There's a little rivalry there. Plus, D.C. United is, is trying to turn things around now. Yeah. They got Wayne Rooney. Uh, so they want to show them how good they are. And 4th of July games also bring a different atmosphere also. So it kind of might throw off the routine of your regular your regular game day experience. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and again, Rooney not available in that game, and he may show up. Maybe he, you know, waves from the <laughs> box. I don't know. I don't. Well, however that works. Why, yeah, I don't see why you'd come to L.A. to wave. There know. will be a Sunday podcast, as I've already told you, that will come out and get you ready for the Wednesday game. Look back over the Saturday game as well. If you're looking for coverage of that Saturday game, as you're watching on Unamas, um, now you got me just I'm totally in, your, in my I'm head. I'm in your head. You're in my head. Um, if you want to do that, uh, make sure you follow the LA Galaxy account. I'm actually going to be traveling on that Saturday as well. I don't know how much I'll be able to catch and watch and do all that stuff. But again, one of those podcasts, I'll make sure I catch all the highlights that I need to and all the information that I need to for that Sunday morning podcast and get you ready for the Wednesday night, uh, July 4th game against DC United. All right. Um, hmm. Anything else that you want to cover? Is there anything here in L.A. Galaxy land that you feel is going unnoticed? Um, no, I, you have a wonderful kit on, by the way. We should, we should yeah. talk about that. You know, I didn't spend all this money on eBay to track this thing down, not to, to wear it. Tell the listeners which one you have on, though, because I don't want, I, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. People, this is good pot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, like, it, we have, it's tough when yeah, there's video there's YouTube, and, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I've got, you know, the I believe this is the second season kit for the LA Galaxy. The, the 97. The 97. We have, you know, turquoise and, or yeah, teal, teal, whatever you want to call and, it. And, and that black. gold and black yeah, and so, the vertical stripes. Yeah, one, of, one of my favorite kits that I was able to track down on on ebay and said you know what i'm gonna go for it yeah spend a little cash and and go old school it's a little ill fitting a little big you know when you talk about xl 
uh, you know, in 1997, XL was a little bit of a different style. A little so, baggier. A little baggier. So yeah. I'm swimming in it a little bit, but it's worth it, you know, to wear the colors and go a little old school. And it's still got the old school Galaxy yeah. uh, no logo sponsor. on it there as well. Yeah, no sponsor. It's got the Nike swoosh, yeah. which is another uh, another big yeah. difference. Um, everybody asking why they can't go back to this as their alternate. I love these colors. I thought this was a great a great look. It would be a great... I think it would be really awesome if their second kit ended up being this, this design, but yeah. it's a Nike design and you can't put yeah. it on a Adidas, so the whole thing. And the old Galaxy logo, uh, to me, I always call it the Hurricane logo yeah. because it looks like a hurricane more than, mm-hmm. I think, a swirling ga- galaxy <laughs> that it's supposed to. Yeah, but still. Uh, yeah, but still it's a galaxy. Yeah. I understand. Uh, no Twizzle came with it, though. Yeah, no Twizzle. Oh, man, old school Twizzle. <laughs> I've always said, if the Galaxy ever find the Twizzle costume deep like within the mouth, I would, I would wear it for a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Uh, my shirt, by the way, I want to give a shout out to my shirt uh, as well um, because it's something I found um, just going across i look for you have to you've seen all the shirts i wear on the podcast if you watch it on youtube and or you see on instagram all the different things i try to find good ones uh i have the equal play shirt on this is from uh goal five um i think if you look them up goal5soccer.com you can go on there it is a women's footballing brand right so women's soccer designed especially for women they have a bunch of really awesome actually i'm jealous as hell they have all (laughs) these really awesome sort of uh uh, shirts that like eat breathe soccer like just good ones that are in women cuts and, and oh, it's predominantly should have gone for it i could see you rocking a deep v short a deep sleeves v with yeah. a little rolled up sleeves yeah, and do I think the whole that'll thing. work for you if i you know maybe someday maybe <laughs> i'll do it uh but they have some great stuff and it's a great sort of cause as well and the equal play cause is, is about making sure that women have equal access to uh, football and soccer uh not just here in the united states around the world so that uh, is go check some cause yeah so uh, obviously and i like i think the shirt this is the men's shirt by the way they have they have like a couple that you can get in men's <laughs> size i could get this shirt in a men's size Which, in a men's I'm cut. Sure. All our female listeners are saying, now you know how we feel. Yeah, exactly. You see all the, all the shirts and exactly. not tons in a women's You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to find some women's cuts. I'm going to order them and, and wear them. That's what I'm doing. I, I just next live show, ne- that's two what guys in women's shirts. Yeah, sign up. That's what we'll do for sure. Why not? We're starving for listeners and, <laughs> and, and, and watchers and everything else. So that's it. That's what we have for to, uh, today's show. Um, again, the LA Galaxy facing off against the San Jose Earthquakes coming up on a Saturday. Uh, the game can be found on Uno Mas, and uh, you're going to want to watch it 7 p.m. Pacific time. Do we want any guaranteed-to-be-wrong predictions? Yeah. Why don't you give me these? Uh, <laughs> the Stanford Stadium away game, second Cali Classico for the season uh, series victory over the San Jose Earthquakes. Where, where do you stand? So here we go. We've seen some real exciting games with the World Cup. I think, you know, we're going to have France versus Argentina, right. Uruguay versus Portugal. Uh-huh. Everyone's going to be fired up. All this excellent soccer. Yes. And then we're going to get to 7 p.m. And I think we're going to see a dud. Okay. I think you're going to see a rusty LA Galaxy team against the San Jose team who's not very good. I could see this going 0-0. But then when you look at San Jose. It's so bad. It's so bad. And they've never, they haven't had a shutout all season. So that's going to tip the scales in the LA Galaxy's favor. And I'm going to give them a 1-0 victory. Wow. Guaranteed to be wrong. Chat room LA native says 2-2. Two, two. Okay. I can see it. I can see it getting wacky. I can see a 4-4 four, four in this Ooh, game, right? Because it's, 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 it's wacky. That's it's tasty. Wacky. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I really, I, we talked about this before the show, and I don't know what I'm feeling. This is the problem. Against San Jose, it should be a guaranteed win. And against DC United, it's a guaranteed win. Well, we've already talked about that. It's not supposed to have happened that way. Those are guaranteed <laughs> wins. That's six points in the next, you know, five days that the Galaxy pick up and they have six more points yeah. than, than they had at the beginning of all this. That's what's going to happen. Do They're going to beat San Jose. All right, there They're you go. They're going to beat San Jose. 
or they're going to lose. One of the <laughs> no, no, they're going to beat San Jose. I'm going to predict a uh, a two one victory. Okay. Uh, what did you have? You have two one. I had one zero. Okay. I wanted to say zero zero, but San Jose so bad. I, I can't. I can't give them. Can't give them the shutout. Two one victory because they're going to have be raucous. It, and and by the way, San Jose may even score first because the Galaxy love to let that happen on the road. That's also a thing. Um, but they're going to win two to one. That is my score prediction. Uh, granted, we are sure to be wrong. Absolutely yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed to be wrong. Um, take so, it to the bank. So please take that. Yeah, exactly. If you're betting, if so, if you were actually had to put a hundred dollars on this game, you had to bet on a win, a loss, or a draw. So to take away, you don't have to guess the score. There's no point spreads or anything like that. A win, a loss, or a draw. Where would your money be put? I'd on? put my hundred on a draw. That's what I would do too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so whenever it really comes down pod, to money, though. yeah, I know that's not as much fun. The Galaxy win, but you know, if you really made us, we would say <laughs> that it was a draw. Uh, that, that that makes a hundred percent sense. Uh, again, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. You'll have our game preview up there, um, and then I'll be traveling a little on Saturday. So if I don't get to tweet out the San Jose earthquake game um, against the LA Galaxy, 7 p.m. kickoff time, then you'll know why, all right? I might be in an airplane. It's a fair excuse. All right, uh, let's see. Nick Warner uh, says San Jose uh, 1-3, to um, so that means the Galaxy okay, win 3-1. to Sorry, I um, had to calibrate yeah, my math there. Uh, Football Galaxy says LA 1, San Jose 0. Uh, let's see. One real other thing. What formation did the Galaxy play in? Uh, they're gonna okay. So I want everybody to understand this very quickly. Okay, the Galaxy play in two formations during the same time in the same game. Okay, <laughs> they play in a four-four-two on defense and they play in a three-five-two on offense. Okay, and you can break that down to a three-two-three-two, four-two-three-one. Yeah, two, three, two. yeah. yeah. There's, there's also, a lot of different ways you could call that. But they play the four-four-two on defense for the most part. Whenever they come back, Ashley Cole will drop back into that left back, but he'll press up into the midfield whenever they're playing in attack. Uh, Ima Boateng might get the start, depending on Ramon Alessandrini starting. Um, Chris Pontius probably goes to the bench uh, to back up Ramon Alessandrini. You have Ola Kamara and Zlatan Ibrahimovic up top with each other. That seems like that's a lock. Uh, in the center, Bradford Jameson is going to get the start, I believe. I believe that's sort of where they're, where they're still okay. sitting. Yeah, because I was going to say, if legit was healthy, you'd maybe play him like, in that 10 role. Right, and then you bring Bradford in off the bench. But, but I could also see him going with that defensive with... And again, we don't like it when they do it, but Zlatan up top by himself and then uh, Kamara on the wing. I could picture oh, Siggy doing that. Gross. I know it's, do it. it's, we don't want it, but I, I could picture them going he that direction. He forced it in the Open Cup game, mm-hmm. and I like that about it, that it was being forced into the three-five-two on the offensive side. So I like it that he thinks that's the way that they need to play, and he needs to keep that momentum going. Okay. So I feel like that's still going to happen here. Uh, okay. I think you're going to get Perry Kitchen, um, yeah. you know, as, as your defense. Still on yellow card and, warning. And yeah, he's just. It's he's, amazing. Eventually, he gets one forgiven, <laughs> and I forget when that is, but I'm going to have to look it up. He still may be on yellow card duty as of right now as, right. as everybody, but um, there is a forgiveness built in after you go a certain number of games without a yellow card. So he may be getting Time close. Time off for good behavior. Exactly. Um, so you have that. So I, I just think that that's sort of where they're going to go. I think Dave Romney still probably is going to start unless they've been working Shannon Williams in on training, which we haven't seen. I think and, you would see him come off the bench if he plays. And Shannon Williams is more of a 4-4-2 guy than he is a 3-5-2 guy. So if you're going to play a right back, the reason Romney fits so well into that is he's a center back as well. You can pinch the three center backs with Shelvick, Siani, and Romney in together as the three, and then Ashley Cole can move back and forth sort of between those two. That's why that works well, and it doesn't necessarily work with Shannon Williams, but Shannon Williams gives you more offensive side and speed on the outside on the right-hand side. So that's that's sort of where it was. Um, that's I think that's it. I that's mean, it. You know, we did and, it. And, and I think we made it through, can, despite can, the fact that like I almost forgot how to do this. <laughs> I was going to say you got the rust off. See if the Galaxy can do the Ooh. same on Saturday. I was going to say, if, if the Galaxy play uh, to the same level of which we potted 
uh, today. They they lose the game. I was going to say they'll draw. <laughs> <laughs> that's a zero zero draw all over it. No shots on goal. Uh, everybody sits around just passing yep. back and forth. That's what that's what sort of happened. Done and done today. So, uh, but that's what we have again. LA Galaxy facing off against San Jose Earthquake Saturday, June thirtieth, seven p.m. Onomas. That's where you can find it. Um, and then against uh, DC United on July fourth, and we'll have a Sunday. Yes, a Sunday podcast coming out for you to make sure we get you ready for that with the panda from Russia as long as the satellites align. and, and The panda from Russia. I think I've rented that once in the <laughs> hotel. Uh, ever since Kevin came up with the, I'm, I have to hurry up and get done with this podcast because I have to go work out. Oh, really, Kevin? Really? You didn't say anything about that the whole time. He goes, yeah, I've got to go do my Kung Fu Panda. Oh, man. <sighs> the bad part is I actually repeat the jokes say, and remember them. Don't give them airtime. Uh, you would think that would be the answer. <laughs> you would think that would be the answer. All right, tell, tell people where they can find you. You can find me at GIS Hammer on Twitter. You can also find me on the Guys in Shorts Los Angeles podcast. Uh, this week, you could listen about NBA free agency. The Lakers are possibly getting some big-name designated players, some guys named LeBron James, Paul George. Never may, heard of them. May have heard of them. No. So you can find them at Guys in Shorts LA. And then we also dusted off the Guys in Shorts soccer account and uh, posting some stuff there. So you can find them that them at GIS Soccer and that is it. Awesome. Pleasure being back. Uh, as always. Alright, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman. J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. Of course, at Galaxy Podcast is where you can find me. Uh, please head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com for the podcasts, uh, for the live show replays, for YouTube, for everything you possibly imagine, including our game previews and game recaps. You can find that right there as well. Alright, we're back on Sunday. Uh, right here because of the World Cup making my life miserable, but it's still fun to watch, so we'll see how that all goes. Uh, for Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everyone. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, Goodbye, everybody.